This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Well, well, there you are in the belly of the beast. Here I am, Jack, reporting live from the front lines. Yes. Suburban Connecticut. You've finally done it. Hey, Jack. Yeah. (laughs) Do you notice anything interesting or or fresh or new about my energy or the sound of my voice? (laughs) Well, you're coming at me somewhat aggressively right now, but that's not particularly new. Your yeah. voice is bellowing louder, as if you Little louder, have a room huh? to yourself that is maybe distant from your child in, in a meaningful way. Little louder, because now I live in Connecticut, and I am There's in the no basement. There's no noise ordinances. Uh, there is no noise ordinances, at least not in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the basement of my home, which is a home with a front yard and a backyard and two wow. tiny little side yards. Whoa. That I share with Amy and Warren. Wow, okay. Triangular. Or as we call them to Miles, Miss Amy and Mr. Warren. Okay. <laughs> Both are elderly people. Okay. Living alone. Are they terrified of you? They're like, oh, the riffraff has moved in? They seem to like us. Okay. We text with Amy every now and then to ask her, like, when does recycling go out? Okay, that's nice. And Warren asked us if we drink wine. Oh, okay. Because I think he wants to have wine with us at some point. That seems fine. So we share a tiny little side yard with both of them. But here in this home, it has three levels. One of the levels is um, it's underground. Okay. It's beneath the ground. That's scary. And that's layer. Yeah. And that's the level I'm in now. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the levels is on, on ground. On the ground. Okay. It's not really on the ground because it's on the underground level. Yeah. Technically. Okay. But right. like it's ground level. Okay. So neither of these yeah. things will be familiar to you. And is there a third level that's like a fourth floor? Third level is where I sleep because that's the only place I feel truly comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, okay. it's above the ground. Okay. Yeah. Which is how I've been living for the last many years. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I like to look outside and there's at least a 10 foot drop. Do you still try to, like, carry your bike up the stairs just to feel that comfort of being in an inconvenient New York apartment? Yeah, I carry it up the stairs, and then I carry it back down and put it in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we good. have one of those now, too. Wow. Um, what else can I tell you? Washer, dryer, dishwasher, a central AC. There's a creek in the backyard. A stony brook, if you will. Stony brook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, across the street from a park, there's okay. a Target, there's a Costco, And a have you learned anything? Because you moved to be closer to the source material, right? That's what That uh, was the goal. Yes. We've been living so long with these books, and they've been calling to us. I feel the call, too, but I haven't answered it. Have I I moved anything? away to get further from the call. But you right. have, have let the siren song draw you into the rocks, and I've you embraced feel dashed it. I've, against I've the rocks. walked into the light. Um, yeah. Have I learned anything? Yes. Okay. I've learned quite a bit of things. Mm. Here's some of the stuff I've learned. They have noodles and company here, which okay, is not something that Anne ever talks about in the books. No, she's never mentioned it. Nope. 
Oh, it's no. something we had in Colorado where I grew up. Yeah. And it's something we did not have in New York, but we do have again here in Connecticut. Wow. And that's something Anne has been keeping from us all these years. Yep. There's mm-hmm. noodles and company here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Two. What's the second thing? Um, wow. You two can buy, You can buy beer in the liquor stores here. What? Yeah. Wow. And the grocery stores. Everywhere. But not at Target. Okay. So. Everything's just topsy-turvy, huh? Yeah. That's good. I can't even wrap my head around that. Um, the public golf course near my home has pretty good rates. Okay. Um, gosh, what else can I tell you? Um, we're going to send Miles to Montessori school. Babysitters. Are there any babysitters wandering around? Not that I've seen. There are a lot of bees. Okay. Which actually okay. feels like it confirms the theory. Yeah. Yeah. No babysitters, but plenty of bees. Lots. I have yet to encounter a babysitter, but I have encountered many bees. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's something to think about. And have you seen Anne? Have not seen Anne. No. No, she no, has no. evaded our clutches At once least, again. I don't think so. There are sort yeah. of a lot of well put together older women with okay. like glasses and gray hair. Okay. Sort of like late middle aged women. Mm-hmm. They're just wandering around everywhere in Connecticut. It's like that scene in um what's the Pierce Brosnan movie where he's an art thief? Oh, Thomas Crown Affair. Where they all like dress like the one guy with the apple in front of his face. Ah, yes, Steve Jobs. It's like that. No. <laughs> the guy oh, from the I'm art. Sorry. You're right. Um, Tim Cook. Apple. No. <laughs> the guy from the art piece. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen the movie. Yes, I've seen the movie and I've seen the art piece. Yes. M- Mat- Matisse. It's Magritte. Magritte. God, you know what I'm close. talking about, right? Yes, and they all the dress apple like in that. front of the face. And yes. no one can know who it is. And that's what Anne is doing. She's always holding an apple in front of her face. No, forget it. Let's talk about this book. Let's introduce ourselves. I'll, I would video like to novel. say to you. Oh, yeah. It's a video novel. And I'm realizing why I'm getting this negative energy from you. I forgot to tell you that the divine spark in me does, in fact, uh, see mm. and recognize the divine spark in you. And they are currently intermingling in a nice and friendly manner. Actually, Jack, you know what? I'm not enjoying your, your attitude this evening. Okay. Yeah. And it's a little too late for your divine spark to recognize divine, my divine spark, and you're remanded. Okay. I'm remanded. You're remanded. Yep. Go to your bunk and okay. not in the meme way. Right. From Firefly. Yes. Okay. In the naughty way, because you're remanded. I'm remanded. For doing renegade art. For doing renegade Magritte. art. Magritte. And I'm going to take a grounding breath. Mm-hmm. Which is something Don does early on. You didn't. His... You didn't. And now you're remanded again because you said you were <laughs> going to and then you didn't do it. <sighs> okay. Hi, hi. So fucking remanded. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. You say it? A podcast in which I, you Jack Shepard, I don't and say And I'm Tanner Greenring. And we talk about the classic uh, video novels of The Hand of God, Rachel Schuchert, based on the classic Sitter's Cycle by 
Anne Matthews Martin, the hand that shakes, Princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks and Band of Bath, first of her name, last of her kind, last hope for humankind. This week we're going to be talking about a video novel by the Hand of God. Actually, no, it's the Hand of the uh, Night Queen now, I think. Uh, the Hand of the Night Queen and the Shuayan. And the Shuayan. Uh, Rachel Shukran and Joanna Kahlo. Babysitter's Club, Netflix show number nine, Hello, Camp Moosehead, part one. It's a mouthful. Yep. Hello, Hello Camp Moosehead. Camp Moosehead. Camp Moosehead. I thought of something else, Jack. Yeah. About Connecticut. Okay, great. <laughs> one. Yeah. We're eating your guys' butts. Okay, that's not a thing that people say. COVID response. Okay, great. <laughs> We're doing a very good job here, even though you guys and you guys are doing a very poor job. Okay, thank you. Um, and because of that, the access to amenities is oh. vibrant. Okay, it is welcoming and warm. And mm-hmm. I've done a bit of hitting the town. Oh, that's fun. Because I don't know if you know this: when you move from a tiny Brooklyn apartment to a tiny suburban connecticut home yeah you have to buy a bunch of shit to fill the house up so you keep going out and doing things and buying things so that's why you keep going to target and asking them where they keep the beer yep um i went to the games workshop okay the creators of warhammer and (laughs) had a pretty lengthy conversation with the gentleman there you didn't see Anne in there bought the version 9 core rulebook from him okay that's cool he tried to upsell me. He tried to give me the Indomitus starter kit, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to dive into figs quite yet." You know? Okay, classic. Yeah, I'll stick with, uh, I'll stick with the rules for now. Um, okay. Target, Target, Stop and yeah. Shop, all these places, you know, and I, I find myself kind of saying the same banter, okay, over and over again, which is, oh, I just moved here from Brooklyn. Okay, that's cool. People love to hear that. And I'm, it's sounding very familiar to me from a yeah. uh, character from these novels. Yeah. And would you care to And I feel to like that? I owe someone an apology. Yeah. Because it turns out it's it's surprisingly easy. Yeah. To default to, to that. Default to that. And just try to explain away some kind of like inadequacy or some kind of like yeah. lack of social grace or, you know, something mm-hmm. where... I feel like I need to explain myself, and my, my default is always to say, oh, I just moved here from Brooklyn. You know what you can do? You can do what Stacy does, and uh, Stacy has figured that out, and so she has like a second thing that's something that's sort of about her, how her body treats her, and she says, um, I have diabetes. So you could say, okay. I just moved here from Brooklyn, and I have gas. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> how do you know I have gas? Did someone tell you? <laughs> I mean, or whatever. I mean, right. whatever's going on with you. I mean, it could be something else, right? Okay, yeah. What You know, whatever. I get the burps. Right. It's all gas, though, huh? <laughs> I mean, what, what else? What else do you want to say? I sweat a lot. I do sweat a lot, but not anymore. Fucking central AC. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. Okay, yeah. Now but I'm, I'm just saying sweat. get a second thing that's about your body. Second thing. about, And it has to be about my body. That's what Stacy does. Yeah. I just moved here from Brooklyn, and and it doesn't have to be true. I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say like maybe my organs are reversed in my body. Okay. 
That's between you and your God. And my heart's on the right. <laughs> what we like to do is describe the, the, the novel. We both liked it, I think. The it ends on novel. a cliffhanger. Someone's taken Stacy's face. Doesn't. Okay. Someone has yeah. taken Stacy's face is yeah. one theory. We're, we're starting at the end, which is what uh, Kurt Vonnegut says that you should do if you're a writer. Is start as close to the end as possible of your story. Yes. And so that's what we're doing. I had a different interpretation of yeah. that scene at the end of the, the show. Okay. Where Christy is speaking Leans with down. Stacy, and Stacy is kind of um, nonverbal. Yeah. And Christy pokes her head down on their bunks because they're at Camp Moosehead now. Yeah. And looks at Stacy and says, Oh my God, what happened to your face? Right. Which is something you would say to someone if their face were missing, right? If their face were missing or if their face were melting. Yes, also that. As though they were some sort of golem made out of snow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's is from the this book. some lost lore yeah. that is finally confirmed and famously cut from an episode? The Stacy is a snow lost golem. Lost the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it, it, we lost the episode. It wasn't cut from an episode. We lost the episode. I think we lost the episode, yeah. Yeah. Famously. And it was a pretty deep, and it was a rich vein for us. Yeah. The Stacy is a snow golem vein. Yeah. But we lost the episode, and we were never able to kind of recover that train. And, but then they again. keep putting it in these books. And now they, they may keep putting put it in the it. box, and now they've put it in the video novels as well. Yeah. I think, that's I suspect. And that's the cliff, yeah. maybe that's the cliffhanger. That's the cliffhanger. Stacy's face is either missing or melting. We won't find out until next week. But before we get to that, the case of the missing face. What if we describe the book? Fine. Um, I literally don't care. I think it's me. Is it me or is it you? Me. You think it's you? No, it's you. It's I you. Would it's you. I love that. Your, okay, your odds. Because you started. You're one. I'm two. You're three. Okay. I'm four. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Just put, put the timer on and I'm just going to go. Okay. Well, um, what do you seconds. want me to do in Big terms of a timer? or Good Fucking Google 60-second timer. That's not very exciting. Use your watch. Use your phone. Count. I'm going to count quietly to myself. Okay. That's great. Okay. Quietly. 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 Yeah. And quietly in terms of like the new normal. No. Quietly. Because I have this entire basement to myself and I'm two entire floors and I'm covered with sound baffling. I badly. I have two entire floors between me and Miles. So I'm going to count quietly for me in my environment. Because I can't hear it. I cannot be listening to it while I'm talking. Keep, keep it. One. No. Two. This doesn't count. No. Three. No, I'm not doing this. Quieter? No. I guess that either. would probably be pretty distracting for, for Baby Nation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do Just it use much quieter. I don't have a clock, Jack. I'm in the basement. <laughs> count under. So here, let me tell you something about St. Augustine. Yeah. Tanner. Famously, uh, when he would read in his head people would come from miles around to watch and they'll be like can you get a load of this guy he's like taking in the words without saying them okay because people didn't know how to fucking do that back then it was still new to them it was still new to them but yeah the thing about augustine of hippo tanner is he was born in 354 AD. 
So we've had a lot of fucking time to figure out how to not verbalize shit and keep it in our head since then. And so yeah, why don't you count in right. your head is what I'm I saying. I mean, until someone invented the medium called podcasting, <laughs> which is all about verbalizing everything that goes through. But I am talking. I don't want to debate this with you anymore. Daddy okay, just talking. keep it super quiet. Okay. And get me to 60. Okay, on your mark, get yeah. set. The Babysitter's Club, all of them have gone to Camp Moosehead. Everybody's there. And Christy is being uh, a little bit difficult. She wants to take over, and she wants to take charge of everything. And uh, the counselor, uh, Philomena, a.k.a. Mini, is not having any of it. And also, they are separated into different uh, cabins, which is really difficult. Claudia is trying to resolve some social I- inequity whereby the poorer kids are not able to do the art. Um, and Dawn is trying to implement social justice agenda. But the real thing that happens is that Marianne and Lane Cummings make friends in their cabin and they start a play. And then when Stacy realizes that Lane Cummings is in town, uh, she can't believe that Lane Cummings is at camp and they have a big fight. And uh, then Stacy falls on a log and her face falls off and it melts off and the whole thing ends with a cliffhanger where 60 says, you're out of time to your now you're out of time and i nailed it did it help did having it. me quietly yes, counting actually. in the background yes and it kept good. me grounded well you're welcome took a grounding breath yeah thank you it was the grounding um, breath and me quietly counting in the background what a novel. um wow. i was too busy counting i didn't hear a word you said but i assume you did a very good job because you always do Thank you. That means a lot yes. to me. Yes. What a novel. Um, you're remanded. Um, you're remanded. So uh, Claudia stages an uprising. She stages a rebellion Claudia against the and, art and teacher. So, so, so let's start at the beginning, Jack. Okay. This yeah. is what um, Kurt Vonnegut has always said. Start as close to the beginning as you can. No, that's not what he says. And I think we should start at the very beginning of the episode, okay. which is... <laughs> They're all at Camp Moosehead. They all expect yeah. to be in the same cabin together. Yeah. But Mean Meanie. Yeah. Mrs. Meanie. Ms. Meanie. Philomena Meanie. She's not having any of it because she's been a camp counselor for 25 years. She's seen it all. She's not interested. She says something very funny to Christy at some point. She says, Christy's like trying to prove herself and, and be a counselor even though she's not invited to be one. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like teaching kids archery and. Mia yeah. comes out and she's like just go inside and watch tv like a normal kid look there's gonna come a time when you're gonna look back on your life and just regret all the tv you didn't watch okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was very good um start at the beginning they're at camp moosehead they yeah. all expect to be in the same cabin they are not in the same cabin most of them are separated Marianne's off in her own cabin by herself. And it's like a, but, you couldn't have devised a more diabolical separation where it's like yes. Claudia and Dawn who realize that they've never said two words to each other and it's super awkward. And then yep. Stacy and Christy who certainly based on the books were never friends. And then Marianne by herself, which Marianne is by herself who's the, the one who's the like one the, person who could get along with everyone. Yeah. So, but then Marianne makes a new friend. But anyway, um, that is that is one of the B plots is that Dawn and Claudia find common ground in in social radical art. Yeah, social justice oriented art. Yeah, because art should be for the the people. 
Art should be for the people. Yes. Like there's this girl who can't afford like the materials to tie dye shirts, and this mean art teacher who I mostly don't like, but did have a little bit of sympathy with, uh, based on the, the way she's treated by the girls. Uh, yes. D- doesn't allow her to participate because she can't. Afford yes. The materials. And that actually reminds me of something, Jack. Yes. We are Babysitters Club influencers. Yes, we are. We certainly are. Is it too much to ask, Jack, that if Walden Greedia mm-hmm. and sh- Shit Start Pictures. We're going to say Fix Your Art. Fix Your fix Art your Pictures. Your art pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Scholastic Liars. Yeah. And Net Fix Your Art. <laughs> More like Notflix. <laughs> If they were casting their eyes out like the mighty eye of Sauron, which is yes, the, which the most are. apt comparison I can think of yep. for that group, mm-hmm. and we're going to cast anyone to be a character on this show or any two people, yeah, I don't know how they managed to see us yeah. and avert Look their gaze us. and not invite us to be characters on this show yeah jack because when i was watching the episode this week i had a thought okay and my thought was this what was it you don't understand i could have had class i could have been a contender i could have played this fucking character yeah and you could have and so this week it was it was um a camp episode yeah and most of the characters were children. Yeah. Except for Meanie, who actually did a really good job, and I could not have played that character. No, Ma- Meanie was fantastic. She was a, a, a revelation. She was very, but very good. There's this art teacher woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, I could have played that fucking character. Yeah. She was good, She's, too. But you could have done She it. is very good. I could have done it, though, because here's the thing. In addition to moving, yeah, I have a new job. Right. And literally, my job is to sell tie-dye kits to children. Okay. Wow. I literally did it this week. Wow. Earlier okay. this week, I was like, let's include tie-dye kits in that. Ugh. So, and that's that's one of the points. So, they're in art class, and they're like, we're going to do tie-dye tomorrow. It's $50 for a t-shirt or uh, Macklemore. $50 for a t-shirt. You know Macklemore? Or like $100 for a crew neck sweater. And a little girl's like, my mom didn't send me any, any money with me. And she's like, well, then you can't do tie-dye, idiot. You didn't give me an opportunity to say whether I do Macklemore or not. <laughs> do you know Macklemore? Yeah. Yeah. You know that line, $50 uh, for a t-shirt? From no, Thrift Shop. I, so I think it's Thrift Shop. It's his most famous song. Yeah. 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 So that is my... I could have played this character for a lot of reasons. One, yes. Only only adult role you're constantly only adult role you're constantly overcharging impoverished children for tie-dye kids Mm -hmm. and if they can't pay they don't get one is that right with your company i don't know what it is but is that right if they can't pay they don't get one because that's what Um, happens with this lady oftentimes i think we're we're giving them away for a lot of the promotions that i'm okay concepting okay well you could imagine withholding yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I would love to withhold them, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I could have played this fucking character, Scholastic. Yeah. 
Wild ingredients. Um, it's classic lo- liars. Yeah, Wild Wild Ingredia, Fix Fix Your your Art art Pictures. And not flicks. And not flicks. Cast us in this fucking show already. Just for the love of God. (laughs) What are you doing, you jokers? You jokers. Um, Would you like to take a little break with me? Sure. Okay, but here's what I'm also realizing, is that we have uh, forgotten to mention that later in the episode we are going to be speaking with Sophie. (sighs) Yes. And Sophia. We're going to be speaking with Sophie and Sophia, a.k.a. Christy, Christy and, Karen. and Karen. Yeah. Uh, we will be having them on later. Yes. And Sophie, Sophia, no. thank yeah. you for being here. No, no, um, we're actually going to throw to break really quickly, so yeah. we'll let you guys introduce yourselves when we come back from break. And I should say, they've um, both been sitting here this whole time quietly listening. Yes, and yeah. they are very polite, and they don't very speak until polite. they're introduced. So, we'll let you guys speak when we get back. And they're both very good in this episode. Sophia has a star turn this week. Yes, she's she's, she, she's the B plot. She spins a yarn about. Uh, she spins a yarn about a, her, a hermit. ghost hermit. Yeah, who curses the the campgrounds, uh, which is why everything's going wrong. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back to talk more about this video novel. Okay. Goodbye. Baby Nation, welcome back. Jack, welcome back. Sophie, Sophia, welcome to the show. I guess my first question for you two is, how do you do school on (laughs) set? They're still sitting in in mute silence because they know we have about 30 more minutes to to talk about this book before it's really the interview time. And so they're politely going to allow us to do that, Tanner. Fine. It's the best way for me to explain it to you. Fine. Yeah. Um... Jack, how do you do school? <laughs> Tanner, do you want me to take charge of this episode? Yes, I guess okay. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't done school in a long time, and I'm glad. Yeah. Because uh, it's a bummer. Do you still dream about Folks, it? Do you still have dreams about it? Yeah, I still have dreams about it. Isn't school that fucked up? sucks. We said this on the Little Sister show, and I just want <laughs> a while back, and I just want to... With deference to all of our wonderful teachers uh, who are uh, keeping yes. our kids happy Heroes. and educated, school's a damn bummer. It's just not school's fun a damn for bummer. the most part, is it? It's not great. No. It's uh, you just there's so much anxiety in it, and then you're still you're 40, but you still have dreams about how bad it. You is. still dream about it, <laughs> and you still dream about like failing tests, and it's like yeah. I haven't taken a test in 20 years, and then no one tells you at the time that they don't really matter. Do they? Because you just, you end up becoming a yeah. podcaster. <laughs> and and selling toys. Yeah. Listen, here's you know? what we're going to, we're going to talk about, Tanner. And you, you mentioned that you have some moth lore you want to talk about during the break. And moth I have lore. Some, some moth lore that I want to talk about. If you'll remember Baby Nation, last week, um, the hand of God gave unto us. Sorry, the hand of the Night Queen gave unto us um, the knowledge that moths are a pretty big part of the the imagistic catalog of this series. Moths are important; they mean something. Um, Last week, uh, what the moths? It was yellowtail moth. What what are you doing? Because I'm trying to explain something. Singing image and heat. It sounds like you're okay, and that's not great, is it? Or helpful? Is that what you uh, said? 
I said imagistic. Okay. It's like a mood Ooh, board. What you say? <laughs> okay. And let's, should we have a moment of silence for the person who got shot on the OC? <laughs> what? So you didn't say image and heap? No, I said imagistic. Just forget it. The moths are important. They're, the symbolism of moths is meaningful. And last week they were going to serve yes, yellow tail mom moths. Eats them. Yeah. Yep. Dawn's mom has some crazy allergy to yellowtail. Can't eat it. Can't stay away from it. <laughs> and this week, Karen brings up moths and snakes. And the moths she brings up at the 4 minute and 23 second mark are poisonous brown-tailed moths. And there are poisonous brown-tailed moths. So last week, the yellow-tailed moths uh, stood in because uh, for a number of reasons that I will refer uh, you to the last episode for to unpack, stood in for um, the trapping of these girls in a forever space, uh, yes. in sort of an infinite amber space. And, um, and us, notably and you. Us. And specifically us, yeah. Uh, they're also yes. called amberjack moths. Um, yep. I'm not going to go further into it, but this week we have these ominous moths that are called poisonous brown-tailed moths. Yes. And... I'm interested to know what you think about that. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm so glad you asked me because what I wrote in my notes was two minute forty three second mark moth lore. There are poisonous brown tailed moths. Okay, here's what we know about brown tailed moths, and and okay. I'm, I assume you're kicking it back to me because I want to give you space. Oh no no no! I'm not this. kicking it back to you at all. I'm I'm okay. I'm telling you everything, all the thoughts I've captured on it. <laughs> yeah. Which is there are brown tailed moths. Okay, that's I want to present a, that's a, a possible that's the extent of my knowledge. The hand of the night queen is asking us to try to take on board what the symbolism of these moths could be because it's yes. not an accident that it's the second week in a row that she's brought them up. I would like to put to you a theory that they are a cautionary tale about what happens if you don't allow these girls to be trapped in amber what happens if you allow them to have a future free will free will here's what i know about the poisonous brown-tailed moss it's not much but it's seven very specific scientific things okay eggs are preferentially laid on oak trees okay we know this that sucks for me because my house is surrounded by oak trees okay well you're gonna have poisonous. And they're poisonous yeah they fuck you up okay Pre-diapausing larvae, which emerge and feed gregariously starting in August. Gregariously is your word choice or? No, it's in the Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and it is August now, so strike two. Diapausing larvae. That involves webbing, binding leaves together, uh, and something about branch crotches. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Here's here's two things that I know to be true about my house. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It was vacant for some months before we moved in. Yeah. The yard was untended. Okay. There was a big hurt, like storm, tropical storm in Connecticut a few weeks ago, so a bunch of branches fell to the ground. Mm-hmm. And and there is quite a bit of webbing in the the bushes and yard. Okay. Um, I assume they were spider webs, but now it's I'm worried that it's. That's brown tail. That sounds like brown tail. And I've got a crotch. You've got a crotch. I've recently become a moth expert. It sounds like I'm it. diagnosing you with a bad case of brown tail moth. And that's what you can say 
when you meet your neighbors? <laughs> uh, I just moved here from Brooklyn, and I have brown tail moths. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah. How do I know? It's the crotch webbing. It's the crotch webbing. <laughs> It's a dead giveaway. My friend's a that moth was scientist. The sure sign. Yeah. <laughs> My a friend of mine knows a lot about moths. <laughs> so, yeah. Item number four. Rontel moths. This is a nice one. The, this this previous stuff has been pretty ominous, but this is a nice one. Item number four of seven. Post-diapausing gregarious larvae. The emerging larvae, approximately one centimeter long, resume feeding in early April, synchronized with bud break. Oh. And that's what we're having now, isn't it? A bud break. <laughs> yeah, I have a bud break every Thursday night. <laughs> so that's nice. But that means that it's happening synchronized with when we're doing our bud break. Oh, Is there a merge? So it's probably going to happen early this year because we're do, we do a bud break every week. We do a bud break every week. Yeah. <laughs> we don't wait until April. No, we don't need to. Dang. Okay, we could Shit. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit of a good news, bad news situation. Good news, bud break's happening. Bud break is still on. Bad news, yeah. the poison monster coming out during the bud yeah. break. That sucks. Okay, item number five that of seven. sucks po- for me. Post-diapausing dispersive larvae. Once larvae reached late in stars, colonies break up, and larvae start feeding independently. And then number six, they pupate in June after six to eight in stars. I don't know what that is. And then the final thing is emergence. From em- what? My it crotch? just says emergence. <laughs> yeah, it could be the crotch. <laughs> Imagos. Wind- that sucks for me. It sucks for me. It sucks for Jamie. Oh, it's terrible for Jamie. I mean, it's worse for you. Jamie can just. She shares a bed with me. Yeah. No, it's a bummer. Well, they would me. never. They would never poison me. I'm their home. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jamie's the one who really has to look out for it. So they emerge, and then they mate, and then they lay eggs, Hell and yeah. then they die. Okay, so it's just one cycle, sounds like. It's just one cycle. And so I think that, A, you should get that checked out, and B, this is the Hand of the Night Queen telling us, oh, you don't like the other scenario, the scenario we keep them trapped in amber? Look what happens right. to him if you don't. It's bad. Right. It's fucking bad. And it's a if, cycle if of you life. Don't, what, they're, either they're trapped in amber and live forever yeah. in a state of youthful bliss, or right. they become incredibly toxic creatures who kill everything they touch and die in one season. Yeah. And is that's that the what choice. You, is that what you prefer? Yeah. That's the choice. And you know what my answer is? I don't know. No, I don't know. I do I want to do I want to be an incredibly toxic kill everything I touch live a painful and brief life but yeah. have free will? Yeah. To web up any crotch I choose. <laughs> or do I live forever and and kind of go on the path that the hand of the night queen deals for me? Right. But you do have to repeat the eighth grade over and over again. Which, as we have Eighth grade previously was not mentioned, a great was a year for fucking me. bummer. It was a bad year for me, man. Geography. I fucking failed geography, and that's the thing I specifically have n- a nightmares about. I failed math, and I had to take a remedial math class. Yeah. And 
the first day of class, God, I don't know why I said this. It's still, it's honestly still one of my biggest regrets of my life is the first day of math class. It was the hot teacher. You know how every yeah. school has a hot teacher? Every school's got a hot teacher. The, my junior high had two hot teachers, a male teacher and a female teacher, and they were married. Ugh. And uh, this was the hot female teacher. Okay. And the first day of class, she asked everyone what kind of music they like. Cool. Yeah. And I don't know why I said this. It's not true. It's never been true. It was not true at the time. But I said Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Why? Why? I think I just panicked. <laughs> and literally everyone in the class laughed at me, like nonstop for like five minutes straight. And she was like, Frank Sinatra's very cool. That's a cool thing to say. Oh, she's like defending you, but she's like, all right, this guy is not fucking cool. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. Doesn't that suck? God, I just have no idea why I said it. Absolutely no idea. You're like, I gotta say something. What a mistake. I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. Can I say something troubling about the hand of the Night Queen? Yeah, please. More, is it more moth lore? No, we're done with the moths. Okay. Though I do like the concept of a bud break. Yeah, sorry, did you say bug it's- break? <laughs> no, but break. But that's what next time we talk about moss, that's the name of the segment. Time for bug okay. break. <laughs> time for bug break. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what the hand of the night queen did that I thought was a little troubling. At the 16 minute and 13 second mark of this film, if you pause the movie, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Video. No- I like that now you, now you remember that it's not a book. Yeah. But you've forgotten our term for it. <laughs> and you're just referring to it as a film and a movie now. I can say what I want. If you pause a movie at 16 minutes and 13 seconds, it's right at the moment where we look into the sullen, sad, and defeated face of a poor girl who can't afford art. Tie-dye kids, yeah. Tie-dye, tie-dye kid. And she cannot do it. She's not allowed to do it. She's cut out. Everyone else can afford the tie-dye kit, but she has to sit and draw with crayons. She can be a helper or draw with crayons. Yeah, and she's having a bad time. She's the oppressed. Did you hear that line read? Did you hear that line read? That was good. Is that what it says? Yeah. It's, oh, sorry. Oh, you'd be Sounds really like you can't do tie-dye. You can be a helper. Maybe you could be a helper and draw or with draw with crayons. crayons. God, that's good. I'm. It's like I'm living it. Yeah. God, you would be good at that. You'd be so good at that. I know. I know. Come on, people. I know. At exactly that moment, if you look in the at the wall behind her, what we see, not you, not you, the wall behind you is oh. sound baffling. Yeah. What we see in the film, in this documentary, are a purple and a red hand okay the attached sign to what? attached to the wall okay it's the sign of the hand of the night queen okay right yep and she's saying this is what i'm doing i'm putting my mark on this i did this yes i did this he, i can lock you out in. if i want to if i choose right do you take the purple pill or the red pill it's that yeah. famous line that's a famous line 
Yeah. Do you take the pill from the purple hand or the red hand? So that's that's what Rachel's doing this yeah. week. It's brutal. She's it is showing brutal. us. It's directed at us. Hey, if you if you don't pay the fucking price, if you don't pay my price, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to lock you out of this art. I'm not going to cast yeah. you as the fucking teacher. I'm not going to cast you as the, the fucking teacher, and I'm going to keep you from speaking to anyone with any real authority in this serverse. Yeah. Someone who maybe wrote the books or yeah. edited the books. Yeah. We got a big piece of news today. And... Does not want to speak to us. Turns out a lot of people don't want to speak to us, Jack. <laughs> Jack, I have a new segment I want to yeah. introduce. It's called Flex Watch. Okay, I like it. I love it. And it's when we keep an eye out for these girls flexing on us. Okay. Yeah, big doing And the big we flex. respond in kind. Where we flex ourselves. Flex back at them and try yeah, to intimidate yeah. them and send them running. Okay. Five minute, 40 second mark. Turns out Lane Cummings is in this video novel. I gasped. I gasped. Did you gasp? I gasped. <laughs> so Marianne is put in a, to a cabin by herself. She immediately makes friends with this like cool theater kid. I was like, oh, this person's nice. First, I was like, is it Shannon Kilborn? Because she seems like she's going to be, be a major cool. character. And yeah. then... Like they're friends, and she's a big part of the plot until like fifteen minutes in, where she's like, she just, she she and Marianne are doing the the play together. Yeah, they're doing the, the play camp together. This summer, she's the producer, Marianne's the director, and they're doing auditions. Yeah, and Stacy comes to audition for the the big part. Yeah, and recognizes Lane, and it's fucking Lane. runs out of the building, and Marianne chases after. She says, like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, but she's like, "That's Lane." That's Elaine. Crazy. Elaine is what you said. Um, Flex watch. Yeah. Marianne goes into her bunk and she hangs up a sign for Hamilton. Yeah. And Elaine says to her that she's seen Hamilton three times, not counting the public. Okay. Yeah. Theater. Right. Yeah. And that's a big flex. That's a big flex. I've seen Hamilton three times. Okay. As well? Yeah. Counting the time I went to go see it at the public before it was on Broadway. Uh, okay. Yeah. And am I a tastemaker? Yes. Yeah. Uh, am I a kingmaker? Yes. Would Hamilton have been the smash success that it became without me going to see it at the public theater before it hit Broadway? Yes. Unclear. We'll never know. No. Because I know. did do that. I did go right. and see it at so the public know. theater before it hit Broadway, right. and then it became a huge international, worldwide right. success. And correlation does not imply causation, but sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Yeah. You know? And there's yes. no way to ever know whether or not it does or doesn't. Yeah. So, tough to say, but I have seen it three times, and I did see it in, on the, in the public theater. Yeah. I saw Hamilton one time, and I don't even like musicals. Okay. So that's a flex, I think. That might be a flex. I don't know if yeah. you know what flex means. Um, so that's flex watch. Okay. Flex watch. And we're all flexing so hard. We're all flexing so hard. Um, and now I would like to lead us in the song of our people, which is our... <gasps>
What's your one? What did you say? I said burn of the week. Okay, I said bug of the break. And what's that? Well, my burn is related to bugs. So it's kind of bug break. Oh, my one's related to bugs too. <laughs> okay, it sounds like it's the same burn. There's At only the one, one burn in this book. Three, the one minute, three second mark. Yeah. Everyone is getting off the bus up to Camp Moosehead. Mm-hmm. And it's rainy, which is like, one, yeah. good for you. Good. Lucia, good for you, Rachel, mm-hmm. taking lemons and turning it into lemonade. Yeah, it was because it becomes during... a it becomes a plot point that it's always raining at Camp Moosehead. Yeah, just like it was always raining on the fucking beach. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever camp, whatever campground, it's almost they as found if you're in Vancouver. In Vancouver, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was raining, and it turns into a plot device, and. Yeah. Claudia pulls out a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. They're big and yellow and cover like half her head. Yeah. And she says, what do you think of my new summer look? And Stacy says, like, I love it. She says, that's approved. Approved, yeah. Like, I need your approval. Sorry, yeah. I'm being nice to Stacy now because I now understand what it's like Yeah. to be a New Yorker living in yeah. Connecticut. And then Dawn says, adore. Yeah, and... Don says a door. And Christy says... Which is a Smashing Pumpkins album. And that's what she meant. Yeah. Yeah. Christy says... Do you look like a bug? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good... Which is a pretty good burn, because she yeah. did sort of look like a bug, I She guess. did look like a bug. Yeah. A little bit. And that's why we call it Bug of the Break, right? That's why we call it Bug of the Break. Yeah. Um, I, We're going to go now, I think. Well, no, we're not going to go. No, we're not going to go. We're going to... Um, well, one more thing, Jack. Yeah. The sitters mm. have almost entirely coalesced this week. Okay. Oh, yes. We, yeah. We got we almost everyone. near peak sitter. Yes. With the introduction of... Jesse Ramsey. Jesse Ramsey. Yes. Who is Very brief. at camp... Moosehead, and she is participating in Marianne's play. Right. She's, she's already best friends Mar- with Mallory. Mallory's best friend. She's going to start attending Stony Brook Middle School next year, is what uh, Mallory says. Right. She's a ballerina. She's yeah. the choreographer of the play. Mm-hmm. And she's great. She was good. Oh, she's and good. Uh, we got a lot of Logan this week, too. And we got a lot of Logan. Logan almost put his sweet smoochers right on Stacy, but then Marianne's like, halt. He almost put his sweet smoochers right on Stacy, and that's a great way of, of putting it. And Marianne said, halt, didn't she? Yeah. He was about to put his sweet smoochers right on Stacy. And if you haven't seen the film, if you haven't seen this fascinating document, yeah, what you need to know is that Logan was going to put his sweet smoochers right on Stacy. Right part of on Stacy, because it's part of the play, yes. And Marianne said, halt. Halt. <laughs> and he did it. And he just, all he does is like stares smolderingly. He doesn't say anything. He just yeah. like comes up to Marianne and just like looks through her with his like fiery eyes. Yeah. And he's like, did I do good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does it's say that intense. is that is an exact delivery of <laughs> how he says it. Can I do good? How's it looking? 
Am I doing okay? It's coming along. You have some raw talent that I think I can mold. That means so much coming from you. Did I do good? And she and it reduces her to jello. She is she is kindling. Yeah, and then but he puts his sweet smoochers on Stacy and Marianne says halt, and so we get a lot of little. So that's the only that's so everyone has been introduced but Shannon Kilburn at this point and right. Abby, but we won't see Abby until season yeah. nine, I think. Yeah, no, exactly. These girls will be our age by the time Abby is introduced chronologically. Right. So the sitters the sitters club is almost completely formed. Right. The sitters circle is almost complete. Yes. And now I would like to introduce our guests. Yes. Thank you, too, for being so patient. First yeah. question, how do you do school? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if they don't answer that, we'll give them a little bit of space and maybe throw to the interview that we did yesterday. Okay. Okay. And now, Fine. babies and gentlemen, Christy and Karen, a.k.a. Confusingly, Sophie and Sophia. <laughs> Hello, Sophia. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Sophie. How are you guys? Good. Thank you both for coming. Oh, of course. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It's so great to meet these two people that we've been reading books about for so long. Do you live in a closet, Sophie? Uh, yeah, actually, the kitchen is right over there. It's very spacious. <laughs> um, I have a full bathroom. That's so nice. It's like Harry, <laughs> it's like Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I have a voiceover thing right after this, so I have to stay in the closet for sound. Oh, cool. Got it. That's what we should be doing, Tanner. Our sound would be a lot better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're amateurs. Welcome to the show, you guys. Um we have a few questions for you, and then we've got a challenging game that we hope uh, is fun for you guys about. So, Sophia, this is one of two different podcasts we do. The other one is just about the Little Sister books starring Karen. Really? So, yeah, that one's Patreon only. People have to pay a lot of money for that one. So. <laughs> That's how we make our big bucks. Are you but, familiar with those books, Sophia? Yeah. I am, yeah. Have both of you read a lot of the, the Babysitter's Club books? Um, I haven't read a lot of them, but from what I have read, they're really good. I like yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, um, I read a few of them when I was younger. I mean, there's like almost 200 of them, so I haven't read anywhere near all of them. But the only ones that I've read kind of recently were like the first five before filming, and then I read the first one again recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one's my favorite. Yeah, Jack and I have read almost all 200, so I feel like if you keep at it for the next five years or so, um, you should be able to get through them. We've read one a week, every week, for four years. What? That's crazy. Whoa. <laughs> you guys are dedicated. Yeah. Uh, we're happy to have the show, because it gave us um, some time off from, from reading, at least. Yeah, it's really nice. It's very nice of you guys to make these episodes only 25 minutes, which is so much easier to digest than reading a whole book. <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate that. I'm sure you guys have gotten this question a lot, but we've asked everyone so far, and we have to ask you guys as well. Well, and we're going to, it comes with a, it, it's a little bit more difficult because you can only choose one. 
Yes. The uh, question is, which babysitter are you? But there's no none of this. I'm a little bit Stacy, a little bit Claudia. Actually, I'm <laughs> all of them. It's you can only pick one. Um, so who wants to go first? Sophia, you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um. We're gonna tell whichever whoever you choose. We're gonna tell all the actresses, and we're gonna say like, oh, yeah, that's also your favorite. Sorry, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm Claudia. Okay. But cool. Why is that? Well, because I'm really artsy and I like art a lot. Okay. But I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but um, my friends think I'm a full-out Christie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure which one I am. That's cool. You, you can do uh, – and we'll allow this for Sophie as well. You can do if – you, if you can't choose between two, you can do which one you think you are and which one your friends think you are. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing cool flower oh. berets in your hair, Sophia. Yeah, so that's that, very That's Claudia. sort of a Claudia Yeah, look. it is. <laughs> uh, Sophie? You guys are really putting me on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so all my friends definitely think I'm a Dawn. Okay. Cool. But, I mean, I've always said I'm a Christy and a Claudia, so I'm just going to pick Christy for now because I play Christy. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm a Christy and my friends think I'm a Dawn. I can see you as a Don. Tanner, is it different for you? I've never asked you that. What you are versus what your friends think you are? Um, geez. I don't like I still struggle with coming up with who I think I am. <laughs> it changes week to week. I'm a Mallory and my friends think I'm a Christy. Yeah. Oh. Because I'm, a... I'm I'm actually kind of shy, but everyone thinks I'm I'm bossing them around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a Don and I think most people think I'm a Mallory. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting combination. Yeah. Those two are polar opposites. Yeah, I know. Wow. It's, it's my internal life versus my A lot of conflict life, going on there, Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, with your permission, we would like to play a diabolical game that we have invented. That, yes. And it's not, it's not just for our own sakes that we're playing this game. This is going to help you figure out um, some things about what's probably going to happen to your characters. Um, in yeah. seasons two, oh. three, and four, based on um, how things go in the book. So this is good. This is research. Yes. Um, what the game is is it's called Great Ideas, and we're going to give you a great idea that either Karen or Christy had, and you are going to tell us whether it is an actual great idea from the books or uh, a great idea that we just made up. Or it's something that it's a great idea that happened in some that other happened in something other than media the property, a, a book or a TV show or a film. Um, and so the way this will work is we'll we'll do one for Christy and one for Karen. But what we would like is for you. This is a team game, so you guys can consult with each other to help each other out. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to begin with one for Christy. You ready? Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Christy's great idea is to assemble all of the children she can capture onto a giant, poorly constructed float and parade it around the town. This will be Christy's baby parade, and it will go down in Stony Brook history as one of the biggest disasters of all time. Um, <laughs> Did that happen in the know. books? Is this something Christy would do? Consult your knowledge of the character, both of you. Is this something that Christy would do? 
You know what, Christy has some really great ideas, but sometimes they're not always the best. <laughs> so in theory, she could, but I feel like she's more of like a thought, like she'll think things through when it comes to babysitting more than let's put a bunch of children on a <laughs> float and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that she wouldn't do that, but just in case she did. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I know that Christy likes to go big. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it would have been something that she would have thought of, but wouldn't have done because, like, it would be a safety hazard. So I <laughs> would have done that. You're, you're both, your instincts are both really right on. It doesn't seem like something Christy would do unless she was influenced by her fellow BSC members like Claudia, who just wants to make paper mache yeah. parade floats. That's a very good point. So this is something that happened. This is the plot of BSC number 45, Christy and the Baby Parade. That- <laughs> How did that happen? Are, are all the children still alive? Yeah. <laughs> It's a hazard. It goes really badly. The float falls apart. The babysitters all get in a huge fight with each other. The babies are all crying. It's a bad idea. Oh, wow. Sounds like you <laughs> mean. Okay, so uh, now I've got a Karen great idea. So this okay. is one of Karen's great ideas, and you guys have to let us know if it happened in the books or not. Karen's great idea is to catch her doll Annabelle moving because she's convinced she's alive. Karen believes her dolls move when she's not around, and she tries to tell her 100-year-old doll, Annabelle, to speak with her. But Karen is worried because dolls who are caught moving get permanently trapped in doll state. Karen needs to help Annabelle find her Auntie Sarah without accidentally freezing her friend permanently. Is that a Karen book, or is that something I made up? That sounds like a Karen thing. But it also might be too obviously a Karen thing. Yeah, because that's totally something Karen would think. Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds very Karen. Yeah, but I'm not sure because that's totally something Karen would do because she does crazy things. And she, she's she got a lot of dolls. Yeah, she does. Um, oh, I'm not sure. Me neither, actually. Okay, you know what? I'm... Executive decision, that does sound like something she would do. Sophia, do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Okay. This this one was very tricky, and you guys are so close. Oh, no. This <laughs> is the plot of the 2000 book, The Doll People, by Anne M. Martin. Sneaky. Oh. <laughs> uh, a non-babysitter's club book written by, by Anne. Oh. So my executive decision was wrong. Don't listen to me from now on. <laughs> Did you guys get to to meet Anne while you were filming? Um, I don't know if Sophia did, but I remember she right in the beginning she like came to visit for a day, and we got to talk with her, and it was very very cool. Did you? I didn't, but oh. yeah, because I, I saw pictures of like all the babysitters and Anne and Martin. But yeah, I really wish I could have met her. 
Yeah, us too. Yeah, yeah us too, it's Sophia. Probably, we we feel your pain. We've been <laughs> trying for years. <laughs> Tanner and I once uh, famously saw Anna and Martin after we had started the show. It was like the first year that we were doing the show. And we both like just by chance were in the lobby of a building and Anna and Martin walked in. And we were like probably the only people in the world who had like at the time who would recognize her by sight. And we just like got super froze. nervous and froze. <laughs> and just like we were both looking at each other like, is that Anna and Martin? <laughs> Um, but oh, we didn't. Cool. We didn't have the courage to say anything. So yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool. It's cool is a good way of describing that, Sophia. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, whoa! What are the chances? That's kind of crazy. I know. We've never had that opportunity again. So yeah, it, we, it was we our one our chance. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm gonna. I'll ask another question for Christy. Well, we'll just to keep it simple this time, Tanner. I'll ask Christy questions, and you can ask Karen questions. Okay. Okay, here's one for Christy. Here we go. Christy's great idea is, after Stacy has her helicopter accident and Claudia and Dawn are stranded on the island, things are pretty tense at the Babysitter's Club, even though everyone's okay. Christy decides to do a bit of a reset by organizing a fall-themed festival for the whole town. It does not go well, and she suggests that it may be time to end the club. Is this an actual Christy idea? Um, Christy is extra, but I don't know if she's it, that extra. The, the helicopter accident was pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I feel like Christy wouldn't really do that. I mean, she does go big, but not that big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she did put a bunch of babies on a float, but I don't know if she... I feel like somewhere in she would think about it, but she would never do it. I feel like that sounds kind of like a familiar type of plot, though, yeah. so maybe it's from something else. Yeah. But I don't know if it's... I, I'm probably going to be wrong. I mean, obviously, the last two I've gotten completely wrong, so this, <laughs> this might be wrong, but I feel like it does not sound like a babysitter's if club. If Christy book. decides to end the club, I would be really mad. As would I. I would be mad, too. Okay, uh, this is a slightly unfair question, but it is, in fact, the plot of BSC number 100, Christie's Worst Idea. <laughs> the festival is the <laughs> Fall into <laughs> Fall Festival. Yeah. Everybody, cooler heads prevail, and she doesn't end the club. Um, at the helicopter accident and the stranding on the island are from previous books. It's the it, They're from super specials that happen right before. Oh, that, yeah, that, that lead up to it. Yeah. So yeah. it was a little bit unfair, but it that is. These are all things because, like, you mashed a bunch of books together, <laughs> yeah. made it sound crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is it was tricky a lot like happening that. at once. Okay, Christy trying to f- throw a festival and failing definitely sounds. <laughs> yeah, good. that's yeah. yeah. That, that sounds, sounds like something she would do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's a pillar of these books. <laughs> yeah, Christy trying to throw a festival and failing. All right, next Karen question. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Karen's great idea. On a beach vacation, using a combination of gifts sh- uh, such as shells, combs, and mermaid food that she finds at the local store, Karen will bring a local mermaid that she has made friends with onto the shore to show off to her friends. That sounds yeah, like that sounds show. like something. That sounds very <laughs> Karen. <laughs> that is the plot of Little Sister Number Fifty Two, Karen's Mermaid. Yay, we it's also kind of the plot of the 1984 romantic comedy Splash starring Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. So <laughs> well, it was a bit of a trick question, but you guys got it right. 
I just watched rewatched Splash Tanner. It holds up. <laughs> Jack Jack wrote that question. <laughs> he has Splash on the mind. I got Splash on the mind. Um, okay, here's one for Christy. Uh, Christy's great idea is to find love on a radio talk show. While on vacation in the Pacific Northwest, Karen calls into a local talk show to talk Christy up and find her a boyfriend. However, the radio show is nationally syndicated, so young men across the country hear the segment, and Christy starts to get hundreds of responses. One young boy decides to write the story up for his school newspaper and forms feelings for Christy, and eventually they meet at the top of the Empire State Building. Whoa. Um, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was insane. <laughs> <laughs> These are a lot to take in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like something Karen would do going on a talk show to try and find Christy a boyfriend. Um, Pretty precocious. But, uh, oh. I, Sophie, uh, you look like you had a brief moment of, of inspiration there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there's a, there's a difference between like uh, Christy from the books and Christy from the show have the different views on boys in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Christy from the books was a little more open to the idea that they're allowed to exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, maybe, but also, how? why is she in the Empire State Building? Is this a super You'd special? You'd have to ask the writer. I, maybe. I mean, I could see that as a super special, like them going to New York. Yeah, I, I can see them, that as a super special, but I don't know how Christy would react to men all around the world. Yeah, I basically. mean. <laughs> maybe I should have read the books before this, because I have no idea. <laughs> Time for a Christy executive decision. Christy, exact, no, I'm, it's no, I was wrong last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sophia, do you want to make the call? Yes I, or no? I mean, these plots have been really crazy, so I'm going to say that did happen. It did happen in the 1993 film Sleepless in Seattle. Oh. <laughs> uh, also starring Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, and Tom Meg Hanks. Ryan. Tom Hanks is in everything. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the plot of Sleepless in Seattle. If you haven't seen it, it also holds up. Tom Hanks is, is I think he's going to play Bart Taylor in season two of Babysitter's <laughs> Oh! Christy's rival baseball coach, the coach of the Bart's Bashers. Didn't Christy date him? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to figure that out. But Yeah, they'd have to change that. There's a famous <laughs> book called Christy and Bart equals question mark. Yeah. yeah. And to spoil it, the question mark is no. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, before filming started, the other girls were looking up all of um, their love interests just in case we had to prepare ourselves to <laughs> maybe have a love interest. And surprisingly, Christy had some. And yeah, I was surprised. Christy doesn't need to worry too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's okay. Yeah. Christy made her thoughts very clear on boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Is it my turn, Jack? Yes, it's your turn for a Karen question. I hope this one's a little easier. Here we go. Karen's great idea is to become an evil henchman. Karen and her friends, Hanny and Nancy, who call themselves the Three Musketeers, are looking for a new friend to help give their group some direction. They travel to Orlando, Florida, where they hear about a convention called VillainCon. They meet a young woman called Scarlet Overkill and travel to the United Kingdom to help her steal the royal crown from the Queen of England. Is this the minion movie? Yes, I, that's what I thought. From like once they, once you said um, 
Yeah, once he said the convention, I was like, this is this is minions. <laughs> say, how are these children traveling so much? <laughs> yeah, they uh, do travel a surprising amount they in the book. Yeah, they do. They go to London in a super special, I think. Is that right, Jack? Really? Uh, they do go to Some London. Them- yeah. yeah. Sorry, the dog's having a moment. For Princess Victoria Kent, who we've managed to mention every time uh, we've talked. That was the plot the of the 2015 film Minions. Yeah. Yeah. That, so this is <laughs> validating, Tanner, our choice to mostly take our fake plots from films that happened yeah. in like, the early yeah. 90s. Yeah, from the 1990s <laughs> movies. Yeah. yeah, I have a vivid memory of the, like, holding up signs that they wanted to go to Orlando because uh, spilled popcorn down my shirt when I was watching it. (laughs) That just stuck in my brain. Famously, we took a plane together and I get weird on planes. Um, Just, I don't know. It's something about being up in the air. I get nervous. Uh, But he, the whole time I was just watching minions and he was sitting there (laughs) laughing at me, having such a good time watching minions. It was a, (laughs) 13 hour flight to Japan and Jack watched Minions the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, I always decide to watch a sad movie on an airplane. So everyone around me is just watching me sob for no reason. Yeah, I don't know why. It's every single time, too. I don't know why I do that to myself. I'm not very good at flying, so if someone was sobbing next to me in the plane, it might might put me on edge. <laughs> like, what does she know that I don't know? Um, okay, here's one for Christy. When a nefarious cat burglar named Golem strikes in Stony Brook by stealing a priceless set of diamonds from a local mansion, Christy decides to investigate. But as her net begins to draw closer around this dangerous criminal, she finds that she's in over her head. Will anyone help her after she's captured and trapped in the mansion by Golem himself? This sounds like a Nancy Drew or Harriet the Spy plot. Yeah. But you know what? Christy could totally be one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's what I mean. I feel like Christy's a little too ambitious and sometimes gets herself in situations like this, so I can potentially see this happening. Yeah. Sophia, I mean, help? Ugh. I don't know, because this is totally something Christy would want to do, go investigate. Because, like, she always wants to be the hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't... You guys are right. It is. I don't want you to second-guess yourself. Okay. Yeah, trust your instincts. It's the plot of Babysitter's Club Mystery number 36, Christy and the Catbird. Oh, I totally forgot about the mystery yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mystery. Oh, that makes yeah. Your instinct that it was like a Nancy Drew book was right because... There they have a whole some very Nancy set Drew of, type plots. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I thought that sounds very Nancy Drew. They're cool to read because they're like they're sometimes they're fairly silly, but often they're pretty dangerous. Like they get into real trouble with burglars and like get in the midst of like crime syndicates. I I never knew there was so much crime in Stony Brook, but the I was about to say, I feel like Stony Brook is such like a nice little small. <laughs> town. Why is there so much crime? <laughs> It's mostly crime that, like, is kid-adjacent, too, because all the kids in Stony Brook are the ones who are, like, solving these mysteries and, like, putting people behind bars. (laughs) (laughs) All right, another Karen question. This one's very tricky. Karen's great idea is, the biggest honor in all of Stony Brook is to be named the town's pizza queen. Karen plots to become the pizza queen herself and use the fame and glory that this illustrious title bestows to become the most popular girl in her class. But her pride and arrogance backfire, 
After the kids in school turn on her, Karen becomes the loneliest pizza queen of all time. That sounds like Karen. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, that look. That entire story is just screaming care. Yes. I mean, I would want to be Pizza Queen, too. <laughs> Who wouldn't? It sounds like perfect yeah. casting, then. <laughs> uh, this is the plot of Little Sister number 42, Karen's Pizza Party. She yeah. becomes Pizza Queen. She becomes a Pizza Queen. I'm expecting you to save me a slice, Sophia. Uh, I, I will. Thank you. I hope it becomes a subplot on the show because she it's does a very get free pizza. She d- she gets in a very Karen way. She gets free pizza because she's the pizza queen. But she's makes so much hay out of bragging about the free pizza that eventually people stop coming to her pizza parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so sad, though. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. She also like wears a crown and like makes people carry her around and stuff. Like <laughs> she thinks she's real royalty. That's you don't. Maybe Karen's a little more extra than Christy. <laughs> yeah. She is pretty extra. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, all right. I think we have enough time for like maybe one or Yeah, let's do more. one more set. Let's do one more set. If okay, one more set. And we'll let you guys go. Um, all right. Here's, here's a Christy idea. Christy's great idea is taking the children of Stony Brook on an underground treasure hunt after she finds a gold doubloon and a pirate's map in the remains of the attic of Marianne's burned-down house. The kids must evade deadly traps and befriend a man named Sloth if they hope to get out alive. Is this Goonies? <laughs> <laughs> is it? It yes, is Goonies. It's Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Goonies still well, has heard... some currency. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my dad, it was like his favorite movie, so I've seen that movie a thousand times. Yeah. It occurs yeah. to me now that we're probably your dad's age. <laughs> if that's his <laughs> if that's his favorite movie. <laughs> you never know what's gonna stand the test of time. Sophia, have you are you familiar with Goonies? No. No? Okay. Yeah, All right. So you may be the last generation. Sophie, Maybe. That, yeah. that knows about Goonies. You have to carry the torch of Goonies. Definitely. <laughs> Um, okay, one last Karen, and then we'll we'll call it a day and let you guys get on with your day. Karen's great idea is to become a maid for a day. Karen needs to earn money for new roller skates, so she agrees to be hired on as a maid for her neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Rogers. She fails to understand most of their directions, though, since they tend to speak in idioms, and she fails to accomplish most of the chores that the Rogers have left for her before they get home from their trip. This sounds like Amelia Bedelia. It's Amelia Bedelia. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was obsessed with those books, so I have read it. Yeah, I the the last few you've been nailing both of you. Yeah, I think you got inside our heads. Once you figured out how we're doing the questions, you started getting a lot better. I mean, that I feel like that's something Karen would do. Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely something she's always trying to earn money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very Karen. Karen, I don't know how the people of Stony Brook aren't driven totally crazy by her. Like literally every week, she's like ringing on doorbells, being like, "This this week, I've started a newspaper and like." collecting funds for the newspaper it's like guys we saw you yesterday you were doing like snow shovels yesterday you were selling flowers (laughs) and she's like nine too it's like where is your mom (laughs) and she's got two moms both of them are ignoring her yeah Yeah. she's just a very independent woman i guess yeah um all right great thank you guys you i think i didn't 
keep official score, but I think you won. You uh, yeah, you you came from behind. It was a pretty rough going at the beginning. Yeah. But as you gained confidence, it, it got better and better. Um, before we go, I think one thing is, so we've read all these books. We're in the, the friends forever books right now. Um, eventually we're going to run out of babysitters club books and we're eventually gonna need to do in like something. five weeks. We're going to run yeah. out of babysitters club books <laughs> and we need to do something with this podcast. Can you guys give us some recommendations for other book series or TV series or movies that we should move on to when we're out of babysitters club books? Um, some of your favorites from when you were growing up? My favorites when I was growing up were Frog and Toad and Amelia Bedelia. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sophia? Right now, I'm reading The Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. So, That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I recommend that because they're really good books. Which, yeah. uh, which order are you reading them in? There's a, a lot of controversy about the order to read them in. <laughs> yeah, so I read the second one first. And then the first one, second, and then just like in order from then on. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's be- about as good as any order. <laughs> yeah, because the first one's a bit confusing. The magician's nephew. Yeah. Or the yeah yeah that one's that one is very different in tone from all the rest of them. So it's a pretty good way of doing it. Maybe you two should just do a podcast about. The I Chronicles would love of that. Narnia. Yeah. Like, honestly, maybe you should. You guys apparently know a lot about it. <laughs> Jack's already going to do a podcast with Mark Feuerstein about wrestling. So yeah. everyone, Jack's got a lot of podcasts on his plate. Mark and I really bonded over. We were both high school we wrestlers. We have a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you both so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, and thank you both so much for portraying Christy and Karen so well on the Netflix babysitters club tv show thank you it's been great seeing our favorite characters come to life you guys did such a great job thank you for having thank us thank you so yeah. much thanks guys have a great day bye. bye bye guys and we're back wow wow thank you so much both of you for being here there was some confusion before the interview i misunderstood that you guys weren't actually here but now that you are here, I do have a question for you, which is how do you do school? I'm not hearing anything. Are you hearing anything? Or No. Are they on mute? Did they leave? Fuck, they left. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's weird. That's that weird. weird. Maybe it's something about the question. Yeah. Sorry. I guess it's school? a tough question to answer. <laughs> yeah. Seemed, felt like a softball, but they're used to. You know what it is? They're used to these like boilerplate questions that they get from MSM. You know? Yeah, Microsoft Messenger. Nobody has the like, fucking Jake Tapper and George Stephanopoulos and Meet the Press with Chuck Todd yeah. are asking them these fucking rote questions, and nobody has the balls to say. How do you do school? How do you do school? Yeah. <laughs> and then when they hear it, you know, yeah. what are they going to do? They just leave. So they cut the interview cut short. So off guard. Yeah. They're just like yeah. leave. Yeah. But I would like um, to thank them both very much for joining thank us. Thank you. It was really nice. Sophie and, and Sophia for joining us. And you guys were yeah. very good sports. And you won the game. Yeah. And you did win the game. Um, that we did for you, our diabolical game. Yeah. Um, all the remains. 
Okay, you got something. Sophia, I'm okay. looking forward to working with you closely on our Quibi show. <laughs> yeah. With Mark. About the little sister books with Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, what remains is for me to uh, ask everybody to please take a moment, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast, yep. and subscribe. When you do that, for only $5 a month, you will receive a whole other show that we put a lot of work into, and it is a great way to support this show, and it's also good. It is good. It's like yeah. this show. But we sing the descriptions. Um, please do buy our merch, bit.ly slash BSCC merch. We got shirts. We got totes. We got uh, pins. We got all sorts of good things over there. Uh, take a moment. stuff coming soon. We've got new stuff coming soon. The merch people are very good at their jobs, and they're constantly coming yeah. to us and being like, "Guys, your listeners like your merch. Yeah. Please do more of it. Yeah, and we will. We're going and to. And we're constantly like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what I would love to say now is uh, please also join the Facebook group. Our Facebook page is Babysitter's Club Club, but all the action happens in our group, which is called Baby Nation. So go to the page, join the group, and rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to stay relevant in the rankings, and Apple will recommend us to people who may not know about us but would like to hear about us. Finally... I would like to tell you that this week we did read a documentary. Does that is that that's what it we says? We watched in my a notes. video novel. Okay, and we watched a video novel that was called Babysitters Club Netflix Show Number Nine. Hello, Camp Moosehead, Part One. Hello. Next week, it will be no surprise to learn that we're going to be reading a film. Video it's reading novel. a film here. Okay. What is it? I think that's a mistake. Watching yeah. a video novel. Watching a video novel that is called Babysitter's Club Netflix Show, the final one, the last one, the end of it all. Netflix show number 10, Hello Camp Moosehead, part two. End of it all until next season. Yeah. And we'll come at you with a few episodes live from set. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah, Yeah, that'll be fun. It's Um, a called shot. It's a called shot. In the meantime, I would like to tell you that this week my name has been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name, as always, has been, will always be, wasn't always, but <laughs> is now, Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been... got a haircut the other day at a place and the guy was was, i didn't know this but it was kind of like a bro haircut place (laughs) and that's fun the guy who gave me my haircut was like oh what do you do and i told him and and i was like oh i just like left a job of of like 10 years at a major media company yeah and he said oh major media company is that like barstool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, kind of. Sure. Yeah. But then he was like, oh, what else? Uh, like, what are you doing in your free time? And I was like, oh, I don't really have any free time. I'm raised, like, I have a one-year-old and, like, I have these podcasts I do on the side. He's like, wait, you, like, record podcasts? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, rad, what about? And I was like, uh, you know the Babysitter's Club books? And he was like, no. <laughs> it's like Barstool. <laughs> It's like like Barstool, but for 13-year-old girls in the 90s. (laughs) Their books are written for girls in the 90s. Anyway, I'm going to be quiet now. (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.